Content warnings for this episode include mental health, misgendering, transmissia, childhood trauma, and dysphoria. Jennifer would like to acknowledge the indigenous peoples and unceded lands that the host, producers, and guests live and have dwelt upon. Today, we honor the Coast Salish. Um, the Kualtakan, Karankawa, and Estokikana. We honor the elders, the human, plant, and animal ancestors of these lands and celebrate the living descendants of these peoples. May all beings tend these lands for the goodness of the next seven generations and beyond. Miyadi folks, welcome to Genderful, a talk show interviewing gender diverse folks about their special interests. The name of our show celebrates that gender expansiveness is wonderful. Hi, I'm Gender Master, and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Atlas of Phoenix, and my pronouns are also they, them. The focus of our show is to interview trans, non-binary, agender, and gender diverse people regarding their special interests, passion projects, and resources for the gender diverse community. We want our audience to know that this show is hosted by two folks who also identify as non-binary, transmasculine, neurodivergent, and disabled with the passion for telling trans stories. We invite you to remember that we are whole people with robust lives, friendships, challenges, and successes. We love and are loved, and we are delighted to share these stories with you. As always, we kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of their identities. Your identities can change over time and are valid every step of the way. And if you think you're gender diverse, you are gender diverse. There are no social or medical prerequisites to be included in the community. Welcome to Jennerful episode 82, everyone. This week, our guest is Augie, who uses he and they pronouns, and is also known as Mrs. Underscore Gendered on the interwebs. And today we're going to be speaking about trans comics and trash can critters. Yes, trash can critters. <laughs> Tell us about trash can critters. Let's just, let's just, let's just start there with the trash can critters. Oh my God, I could have brought over my possum plushie. Oh my God, yes, trash can critters, absolutely. We love possums. Raccoons are also lovely, also lovely, but nothing can compete with the true trash can critter, the possum. North America's only marsupial. Marsupial. (laughs) They're so fun. Most people are aware of like the, uh, like the Virginia possum, but they're like, they, they can, they can come albino. So you have like nothing but an all white possum. With like little black ears, oh, they're so cute, so cute, and they're actually not harmful. They're really cool. They eat like all the nasty bugs that you don't want in your yard, like ticks, and I think they also eat like fleas, but I'm not 100 sure on that. But they eat a lot of stuff that would like ruin your garden or your yard, and they, they will eat also snails. I think they do, yeah, and they. They're also kind of similar to vultures. So if you've got like carrion, they also take care of that, like with roadkill and stuff. Mm. They're nature's pest control. They're cl- they're the nature's cleanup crew. They're awesome. Are possum are possums nature's Roomba? Oh my god, they are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Um so so Augie, I met you through Instagram many many moons ago oh my god yeah make beautiful art on the internet oh, and thank that's you. part of what we're here to talk about and i remember seeing your comics and just being like 
Wow, this person's really cool. Wow. <laughs> maybe maybe someday this person would want to talk to me. I don't know, maybe. And now we're friends. <laughs> I'm I am like that with so many people too. I'll be like, oh my God, they make such cool stuff. And I'll be like, maybe someday, maybe someday I will know them. And then I do. And I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, okay. But I'm happy to be here though. <laughs> it's how you make like the best friends. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think I even told you the other day and one on one of your comments on Instagram that I, um, that usually your posts are like the first thing I see. You're so consistent with those posts, which I just love so much. Um, because it's part of your business, I think. And so, so if it's, if I open Instagram and it's not Augie's latest post, I'm like, Instagram, what are you doing? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I used to be really, really bad at like keeping like consistent posts because like ADHD brain, it's not happening. I was like setting reminders to like, you're posting on Tuesday, you're posting on Saturday. And I would have like a bunch of stuff like saved up in the phone and like on my notepad. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And it, oh, it was terrible. And like, I finally got like planally so I can like plan everything ahead. And oh my God, it's a lifesaver. Cause now I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling out like my base post, like a couple months in advance so that I can like take months in between where I'm not super stressed about it. And then I just like post art whenever I have three days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, and I love your art so much. Uh, we're going to talk about that more once we get to that portion of the show. And I just wanted to start with just telling everyone how great you are, because I'm so excited you're here. Uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward you. to this interview. Um, so for those who are just listening to the interview, I'll give a brief audio description of what's happening. So so I'm here per usual in a graphic tee with our non-binary background. And then Mrs. Gendered, a.k.a. Augie, is here with the most fabulous fabulous plush orange situation you've ever seen it's so fantabulous with like what is this a, fl a checkered flannel that's like oranges and blues yes, and a blue and pearlescent chunky glasses with like cat eye shapes on the edges oh my god there's stars oh yes. my stars <laughs> they were like ever so slightly nautical and i was like i need new glasses I can get the, oh, and now I have two pairs of these. So in case I, I mess up this pair, mm -hmm. I've got a second pair. <laughs> I agree. Augie is always the styling. And I, so Augie's oh. also a streamer. And I had a chance to catch one of your streams. Is that last week? Recently. Oh, let's go with recently mm -hmm. where you were, you were redoing your starting scene screen or whatever, your scenes. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the lights twinkled? You're like, I'm on it. And then they twinkled. They were so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Now I can apply it everywhere. Yeah, it's so good. So, so if anyone is a Twitch streamer um, or watches Twitch streams, this is just your reminder that you can actually um, experience the wonderfulness that is Mrs. Gendered, MRS underscore Gendered, aka Augie, on Twitch. You could go drop a follow right now if you haven't. Um, and we'll talk about that again at the end of the show because people roll in halfway through. Okay, I'm going to ask my first, my first question that I usually ask, which is, uh, what might be some of the things that you, Augie, can trace back to your youth that indicated you might be gender diverse one day? 
Talk about the, for, the great foreshadowing of the genderness. Okay, what do, what do I start with? Oh God, there was this one time where I was, I'm going to say before or around third grade, where I was like, hey mom, I want to be a boy. Mm. And she was like, sure. <laughs> this is totally going to go great, guys. And so like I picked out a dude name. I wore my most tomboy clothing. And I went to school and I was like, this is totally normal behavior. And of course, like everyone at school was like, it's not. And I, uh, bad experience went back to like, just being a tomboy. But like, no one took note of that. No one was like, we should file this under, let's consider this as a potential thing to address later. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think the name I picked was Michael, which actually ended up showing up in a novel I wrote in high school, where looking back, that entire thing <laughs> was me going, huh, gender. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a self-insert so character? Oh, 100%. The book was basically like a pair of twins where one was a girl, one was a boy, and mm-hmm. like a fighting of like the personalities and it ends up like with like I never finished writing it but I always knew in like the very end of the book it was going to come out with like the the boy being like the surviving twin and all that jazz Mm. and oh my god I was really into like um like mangas where like you have like this really masculine girl who's constantly dressing up as a boy being mistaken for a boy intentionally being like a boy and it just like years later, and then it, like all clicked, and I was like, "Oh, hello, childhood." Where's mm-hmm. that checklist? And well, my God, I just I wanted to be everything boy, and like it made so much sense as a kid. I was like, "I, I want to do boy things. I want to do things like boys. I want to dress like boys." But like it never clicked for me. It never clicked for anyone around me. And then like I figured it out when I was like twenty one. <laughs> wow! Until you were twenty one. Yeah, it wasn't until I had alcohol. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> no. But yeah, no, I didn't figure it out until I was like in my 20s. And I was like, oh, all those wasted years. But now mm-hmm. I can look forward and be like, ah, all those wasted years. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like at least half the trans people I talk about say, I didn't realize I was ex-gender until this time and all of that time was wasted. But, like, I hear it from people who realized in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, like, I feel like I've heard, I've, I've met people who realize their gender identity in college who wish they had realized in high school or whatever. Um, and I'm curious what the maybe root of it is. Like, do you think it's like, I wish I had known before I went through first puberty so I could have been on blockers? Or is it just like it was painful to be in the wrong gender? all of that time i was already the weird kid out so i don't necessarily think that that part of it would have been a thing Mm. but i really wish i could have been like on puberty blockers because i very much developed in Mm -hmm. like high school and like early adulthood and it was i it's been something that like everyone around me like everyone around me when i was like a girl they were like oh my god you're so pretty you've got like mm-hmm. the stuff and i'm like can i get rid of the stuff yeah i don't hate it <laughs> it's like i had 
I had the hyper femme phase where I tried to make it work. Like Same. I tried Same. it. Yeah. It, it just made me more anxious and depressed. And I was like, no, this isn't working. And mm-hmm. I slunk back into my like vaguely masculine style. Yeah. And I was like, I will be comfortable here. And then I started like, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I first started following like Jamie Dodger on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this would be so cool if I could do that. Oh, no, oh. I just remembered. Okay. So in high school, I learned about trans women. I cannot explain the jealousy I had because I was like, oh my God, they can just, they can, they can change and go into like being a woman. Like they can do that. They can change like the whole gender situation. No one explained to me the concept of trans men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, trans women, you've got it. Like, ah. And I was like, big red flag. <laughs> yeah. Still didn't click till later on. Um, I did end up finding out trans men were a thing after my friend was like, we're going to a drag bar. And there was like a bunch of drag kings. And I was like, yes. That's an option. Yes. And I'm going to say that right That's there. drag was like is the, so powerful and important right there. Drag kings were the egg crack. Heard yes. Yes. It's like that was, that was the start. And then it was just like the downhill from there. And then it was like Jamie Dodger and Sam. Like, oh, I think Sam, not Sam. Oh, I just know that their name is Sam. But like all of it. And then like eventually it just clicked. And I was like, oh. I want to be a dude. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And at the time, I had like a really supportive partner, so that was great. Yeah, they were at least supportive <laughs> with the trans stuff. Yeah, they were like, "It's cool. I'll take you for a haircut." Nice. No, um, I I agree with you that I feel like there is there are different volumes of representation for trans masculine people versus trans feminine people. Um, and all trans people are also not represented adequately enough in like mainstream media, right? That gets to like small town, wherever, if the kids aren't savvy and getting on the internet and finding stuff like, you know, that's, that's one of, I mean, I, I say this a lot on the show, but that's one of the reasons I keep doing the show is like, it's important to me to tell our stories so that there's a lot of examples of like, here are trans adults. You can be trans mask or trans femme or some other flavor, right? Genderqueer not on HRT is still trans or gender diverse in some flavor. Like there's a lot of options in the gender galaxy, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah. It's definitely part of why I've kept the page going. Um, the misgendered comic page is the longest running project I've ever had. Mm. And I've almost quit it a few times because it's also like an overwhelming project to maintain. But like every time I think about it, I'm like, no, no, because baby me needed this. Baby me needed all of this. I I do it for baby me. I do it for the eggs. I love that we both work together. Well, work on our own projects and hang out together is actually what I'm trying to say. Um, to To improve that visibility of those trans experiences. And I can't tell you how many of your comics have so, like, not only adequately, but accurately captured my feelings about gender, like disability, gender identity, like sexuality, like you make such good stuff. 
Oh, thank you. And, I and try. It, it shows it shows like a, a level of self-reflection that like you sit around and think about your identities and then you make art about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I don't clear. hang out with too many people. So like I hang out with myself a lot. So it's like, what is going on in this head? Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in this head. Okay, let's go over here. Okay, this section of the brain's fine. Cool. Um so so you've you've gone from being a kid who was didn't know trans mask was a thing, and now you're this fabulously bearded, like deep voiced person. How did you get from there to here? Um, how has your relationship to gender evolved over time? Uh it was for it was kind of rough, not as rough as some, but like I started with a really basic, like going from a hyper femme straight into trans man and like getting into that side of the community was really difficult because you have to like avoid, uh, avoid like the transmedicalism and the transphobia from that side and all of the like turfy nonsense. And you have to, like, find the right people to, like, follow and learn from so that you don't end up being this really not great person to the community. And so it was really rough to navigate that. And then, like, I ended up being very, like, trans man for quite a while where I was like, okay, I got to wear boy clothes. I got to do boy things. I got to stand correctly. I got to, like, make sure that voice drops right. I got to do this, that, or the other. Like, make get short haircut all that jazz mm -hmm. and it eventually reached a point where i was like no that that's full duty i need to do what actually makes me happy because i wasn't happy being hyper femme why am i trying to force myself to be unhappy in what is supposed to be being me and now i'm just very like he they trans mask but with like a little bit of a femme flair which mm -hmm. for me, I find is like my perfect neutral is just right in between there. And I'm like kind of coasting on that right now where I'm like, okay, I got like some femme, I got some masculine. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily passing in public at this point, but I'm okay with that. Mostly. <laughs> this is Texas. So I'm mostly okay with that. Mm. So like, um, for me, my my gender identity in my brain is still non-binary, but my physical presentation is very much going the way of the masculine dude look because testosterone does things to your bod. <laughs> you do. And like he, him pronouns don't apply to me and people will he, him, me, but it's still, it doesn't sting as much as the femme pronouns do. I will say that. But like they, them is more correct. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. But I can I can see how like possibly being able to go stealth mode in Texas is a significant safety issue. Usually when people uh misgender me, I just at this point, if it's not on a phone call, I roll with it because I'm like, I don't need a hate crime today. So we're yeah. just gonna we'll be fine. I only go in public like twice a week. Let's talk more about comics and all of that stuff. So trans comics and trash critters. Uh, um, yes. I remember when we were picking the title for this, we kind of struggled because we were like, oh, we've had like a handful of like artists and stuff. Um, what should we do? And um and I was like, well, but Augie and I talk about possums all the time. Like 
Whenever I see a meme about a possum, I make sure to tag you and Distriplica in my Discord server because I'm like, yo, yes. it's like my love Absolutely. language is like, I found like, I'm going to tag you. This is me saying I thought of you today. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Every time I get a notification, I'm like, is it possums? Is and I check it? and I'm like, it's possums. Possums? So many possums. I love it so much. Oh. Um, and it was such an accidental mascot. <laughs> <laughs> who is susan susan is my purple non-binary possum mascot for the page and the whole thing started with i just i made a little comic just going oh who's a hard worker or something like that and then it's just like a little possum going it's like and it blew up everybody loved the possum and then i made a couple more possum comics and everyone loved that. And I was like, I like possums. They like possums. What if we add a possum character? And then she, or they kind of just grew from there. They're, I definitely use them to kind of portray like my more femme side than anything else. Like they do a lot of flowers. They're very cute. And like their name is Susan. I have... I don't remember where I got the name Susan from. I think I was just like, what's, what's the name? What's the name? Susan. And then I just went from there. I was like, ah, Susan. Uh, I don't know why they're purple. Uh, purple is a very nice color. <laughs> purple is my favorite color. It's a very good one. It's such a good color. Um, speaking of possums and flowers, can I show, whoops, can I show a picture, a page from, a page, page number 13? You can show whatever pages you want. <laughs> so look at this art, y'all. Look at these, look at these oh possums God. and their flowers. <gasps> 13 possums braiding flowers. Aren't they so cute? I'm totally getting ahead of myself because I'm just so excited that you're here. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about what that book is in a few minutes. It's a possum <laughs> book. That's Augie's art. Augie did that. Um it is a physical piece of art in my house that I love. Um, Augie, when did you start drawing? Oh, oof. Um, did you just come I out of the womb with a pen in your hand? <laughs> it feels like it. Oh, gosh. I was, I think the earliest memory I have was like around third grade, where I was just really into doodling. I didn't get like super heavily into artwork until high school. Um, I took quite literally as many art classes as were available in high school, which in my in my first high school, because I went to two high schools, fun fact. Um, so the high school that I went to in Georgia had like just art one, art two, and that was it. Um, I took both of those. And then when I transferred, the new school had art one, two, three, and four. I they let me do two different art classes in one year. <laughs> so I was like, whole schedule was like math, English, art, French, history, something, art. <laughs> and I was just like, all of the art. Oh, and it was so fun. I honestly kind of miss like, ah, oh, the structure of high school. But like, also just the fact that I was just given projects to do. Like, it was so nice because I could be like, here's a project. Cool. Done. The teacher kept running out of projects. It was 
honestly kind of period hilarious i got lent out to the drama program a whole bunch because they're like we need crafting for like props and stuff and i was like i'm bored please please give me something so like i made frog hats fox hats i made one of those little wooden riding horses it looked terrible but i loved it they're just oh i love doing art i'm so glad i've been doing it for so long (laughs) well and so is the rest of the world. Like, I'm so glad you've been doing it because not only are you making beautiful trans art, which we'll look at more in a minute, but, um, and by a minute, I mean that in a very ADHD way, like eventually within the next hour or three, hopefully not three eventually hours, someday to there. I don't mean an actual minute. If y'all haven't figured out that I am ADHD and autistic by now, I talk about it all the time. Um, the show, the show is very focused on interviewing gender diverse people, and I will say um, a majority of my guests have either explicitly stated or I'm fairly certain are on the neurodivergent spectrum. So it's kind of both. It's like trans and neurodivergent people. I mean, we're talking about a special interest, right? It's coded in the intro. Anyway, um, not that it's exclusively for neurodivergent people because it's not. But anyways, um, so fun. So. So how does being all of the identities that you hold um, affect how you express yourself through art? Do you maybe want to talk about if you feel comfortable sharing any of your identities and then how how maybe you found it through art or how you express it through your art, et cetera? I think it's less like not being comfortable and more like I'm not sure how to explain it. Mm, um, I definitely draw myself more how I see myself in my head than how I am in real life. For the most part, that right about sums up how I like uh, depict myself in artwork. I just like, this is how I feel versus like how I actually look. So I feel very um, bearded, masculine. I'm not super shapely. I'm like, I'm a stick in comics. It's so nice. I definitely do try to represent myself more in like the disability and the fact that I am not like a, I'm not like a super thin person. I am mm-hmm. fairly chunky. I do try to like represent that more in artwork, especially like as of late. Cause when I started out, it was so heavily like, this is what I wish I looked like. I wish that I was like this idealized version of myself. And like, it's really nice to look back and see where I've come representing myself from there where mm. I'm like it's the more comfortable I become with myself the easier it is to depict myself both how I am and how I feel yeah because it's kind of merging yeah because like growing up like family people around me constantly criticizing how I look how I act everything yeah it's like okay oh god being, could... being a fat quote-unquote woman as a 14 year old was brutal are you kidding me i hated bathing suits no thank you uh, the comments i've gotten from family he's <laughs> like what almost makes it worse for me is that looking back on photos of myself as a kid back when um my mom was like you're fat you need to lose weight here's a diet here's this here's this we need to do All this that, that phobia looking back that on missia. my photos yeah and i was such a healthy weight yeah I was such a healthy weight. It was weight. maybe your mom's own body image stuff being projected and thrown on you, which is not fair. 
yeah and it's like it just it brought me down and down and down and like eventually i just eventually i just i started gaining weight and it it's both like a mental like i don't feel good about myself kind of thing and i'm not able to go out and exercise kind of thing which will tie into the disability thing later <laughs> but like but I, I will say though i feel like american culture is not set up for us to be thin like look at how our food production goes like capitalism is very much like the food that's affordable for for cheap is not yeah. what makes you slender right like it's uh, not I, it's I, not easy I, and accessible and quick to have a healthy meal and so like i i just want to remind not only you augie but also the audience like there is no shame or sin in being a person of size i'll say it again there is no shame or sin in being a person of size which i wish i had heard that more as a kid but yeah it it got to a point where i did actually end up you know kind of on the heftier side. i wasn't like overweight by any means but like i started getting like on the hefty side and then other people started commenting so it wasn't just my mom which i was homeschooled for like four years so four years alone in a house with this woman and then like my sisters oh my god it was not great crap i changed it off where was i going <laughs> we were talking about identities and, and comics and representation ah yes but moving on from there but yeah no so like oh no i've lost it my train of thought wait, is gone wait you said you were going to talk about disability eventually yeah uh growing up i always had like these really weird like medical problems and like i had trouble exercising and like there was nothing really going like hey this is like a problem it was very much like oh that kid's lazy and then like writing it off is just like that and it's like this kid's unmotivated they're lazy they don't want to do this and like at one point i did have like a medical exemption from doing um like a choir thing because mm. i couldn't go out and do like the dancing the show stuff because my legs hurt yeah. Which, looking back now, I'm like, that was a symptom of my future chronic joint pain problems. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, Even maybe, if I, is that maybe called arthritis? I, I know I know you don't have a formal diagnosis, yeah, but um, is it possible that might be the name for it? If people are like... I've looked into arthritis and that doesn't appear to be the case. It's more like a, like a hypermobile situation oh, where yeah. like my joints just aren't good. Uh, I think it's called HSD. I actually have it pulled up on my phone. Mm. Uh, hypermobility spectrum disorder is what most closely matches like my symptoms, like especially like the locations of the symptoms, how long I've had the symptoms, how they've been progressing and getting worse. Because like as a kid, oh my gosh, I could do the splits. I could do all kinds of super mm. flexible stuff. And like Without doing like years of yoga and and all that other stuff first, you could just do it. No, I was just flexible. Yeah, and like wow. I have these beautiful high arches in my feet, and everyone was like, "You'd be perfect for ballet. You'd be perfect for all this and the other stuff." And I'm like, "Cool." No one signed me up for classes, so I'm not mad about it. But <laughs> it's just like it eventually it, it's progressed to the point where like I'm losing flexibility in joints. Um, I still have overly flexible, like, knees and hips. Like, 
I tried doing yoga with my sister last year and she's just like, she has normal joints, normal joints. So she's just like, not super stretched out. She's like, not as flexible. Like she doesn't, she was out of practice. I'm over there twisting and turning and doing all kinds of things. Like, Ooh, Mm. I can do things. And like the next day I was like, I'm dying, Mm -hmm. crashing. Yeah. So it's like, so it's easier to like overdo it because you don't run into sort of the limits that those types of exercises are designed to have. Yeah. yeah. Or, and more like as part of the, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I said it, how I meant, I don't know if I'm conveying what I'm meaning, but you look <laughs> like you understand anyways. So. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I've had joint pain for years, but I worked in like the restaurant industry where they're like, no pain, no gain. Like if you're in pain, you're doing your job. Right. Mm. And like, I hate that so much. I was, I never really understood it, but I was like, okay, I'm getting gaslit into thinking this is totally normal. Um, But even like compared to like my coworkers' pains, mine were so much worse. Like at one point I threw out my back, stepping over a two inch tall box and I was out of work for like two to three weeks recovering. Oh gosh. And like most of the job is standing and being on your feet all day. And like, I would go home and like, it would feel like I couldn't get up and walk around or do anything. I would be like shuffling about because everything just hurt. Um, And like, it was my experience with those types of jobs too. And like a couple years back, I was like, I figured out that I have knock knees, which means Mm -hmm. my knees point inwards like that. And I was like, oh, I just have like knee problems. That's that's what it is. As long as I like stopping weird with my knees, like that's, mm-hmm. that'll be fine. Yeah. And then like, I slowly found out that like, no, it's, it's progressed to a point where like, it's affecting most all of my joints. Mm-hmm. So like my fingers, my wrists, my elbows, my shoulders, my back, my hips, my knees, my ankles, everything's getting affected. And I'm like, okay, so this is definitely not a knee problem. And it's, doesn't look like Ehlers-Danlos, which is what I originally thought it might be, mm-hmm. but it is looking more like just hypermobility spectrum disorder. So HSD, which is, I guess you could say it's kind of viewed as the less of a problem Ehlers-Danlos because <laughs> like my, my knees don't sit correctly because um, most knees, like you stand up straight, your knees straight. Um, I stand up straight. My knee does this. Mm. It goes backwards just mm-hmm. a bit, like enough that it's visual. And I'm like, okay, I can put that on my checklist of, of problems. And it's, uh, yeah, that's why I have a collection of canes now. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. I have no idea where I was going. You don't have to apologize. This, this show is literally, we should just call it tangents. The show is literally just about, you know, these kinds of conversations. Um, so you mentioned your cane collection. I have I have two. I have my purple hurricane and then my rainbow crutches that like have the wrist support and then the hand handle things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got a green hurricane. Is that your newest one? Uh, actually, yeah, this might be my newest one. This is my most useful one because it mostly stands on its own. It, yeah. um, it is a it is a Benny cane and it's pretty cool. And my dad also has a cane collection but just because he has arthritis so we don't actually share a condition unfortunately because that would make it so much easier to get diagnosed yeah 
he gave me that's golden a sword cane a sword cane <laughs> a sword cane that's and so cool. if i manage to actually get up for half a second i can show you my favorite cane oh well, my knee is not cooperating hold on if you want if you want you could do it on the break oh there you go that was way faster <laughs> than i thought it would be if i'm ever sitting on the ground it takes me a long time to stand up again oh i'm on a stool that's this is like the one that's saving grace okay what is it's that a, a snake eating a snake it's totally beetlejuice Wow. And I've got a foot for it that glows in the dark. It this glows is a in Halloween. the dark? Yeah, it is. This is a Halloween cane that I found at... I oh, love God, that. Here at Halloween. Okay. Like, uh, not last year, the year the year before. So, like, two years ago. We were walking around. I went in. I was like, oh, my God, Spirit Halloween. Because I, I so rarely get to go to Spirit Halloween. I, mm -hmm. Oh, I love Halloween. Halloween is so much fun. Anyway. um, But, yeah. No, we went in. And like there were canes and i was like oh this is awesome they only had one of these left because it was like at the end of their like selling season i went in there was one left the foot was broken off i actually got a discount yeah yeah you did the, yeah. the foot being broken off and adding on like the glow in the dark foot made it the exact height i needed perfect so that was awesome i, I love was, that so much with the actual <laughs> foot it was like a little too tall but without the foot it was perfect and it's so that. fun unfortunately the cats did knock it down at one point and like this part of the nose broke off so i don't use it very often but like i, I didn't even notice it. that i didn't even notice that yeah i sanded it i sanded it so that it would like not hurt me or anything but like yeah it's pretty cool and i still have some like other canes um i've got like my galaxy one that i keep in my bag just in case i need it um it, that one's a folding cane so i just fold it up and i velcro and i put it in the bag it's like, awesome because i can just whip it out not like that but I can pull. Uh, oh God, I have another one. Where is it? Um, I have like this antique one that's got like the, it's it's like an old gentleman's cane and it's it's got like that round top and it like kind of sucks to use. And it is too tall for me to like use like in my regular shoes. But I've got these like three to four inch like platforms that I occasionally have that are great mm -hmm. for like if I'm like super dressing up and it yeah. is the perfect height. So like, ah, anyway, that's like, okay. And so for those listening, if you look in the show notes for the throne link for Augie's Rollator, um, speaking of mobility devices, Augie is in the middle of crowdfunding for a Rollator. Can you explain what that is? Okay. So you, I assume most people know what a walker is. Um, for me, I'm going to say it is, the Rollator is going to be the step before potentially a wheelchair down the line if my like joints keep acting up but a rollator is basically a walker with like a set of four wheels so you got two in the front two in the back and like it's got hand brakes but the brake lines are fed through the frame so i don't have to worry mm -hmm. about them catching on anything and this is like for this that's one great. specific yeah that's um yeah. and it's got like a seat which is great and it's rated for my my weight and higher which is fantastic because yeah. I'm a hefty boy and I need something that's not going to. Yeah. Because I did have, I did have a seat cane at one point and I was really excited about the seat what? cane because it was one of those that pops out. And I was like, oh my God, a seat cane. And then I went to use it and the thing just bent under me and mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. And things like I had checked the size rating and, or like the weight rating and it was weighted for like higher than my weight. So I was like, Ugh. so I had to find one that. I wanted to find one that was like way above my weight. So yeah. like, just in case, like I'm well below it, it shouldn't like malfunction. 
But the one I'm looking at right now, it has this thing where in like the middle of the seat that has a handle and you pull the handle and it kind of like collapses inwards a bit and you can keep using it while moving through narrow doorways, which I thought was like the best because we live in like yeah. a 50 year old house, which means that like these these doorways are a little narrow. And then we also have doggy gates in them. So I have yeah. to be able to like make it smaller, lift it a little and then roll through. So yeah, it has a lot of really cool features. Yeah, and you're, where, where and, you're and you're already a third of the way there. You're at like one hundred something out of three hundred something dollars. So, if anyone has a couple extra bucks, five, ten, twenty, fifty bucks, you can throw towards that. Um, you know, really we can help. We can help Augie get a little closer towards that goal. Because um, you have that on your streams, right? So people stop in, yes. they watch you do art, you do your doodle dress up, cool thing. Because I, I do want to dig into that. It's really it's a fun thing that you do, and I want to talk about it. Um, and, and uh some some feature in this moment is broken on the software we both use to put our thrones on our streams so people aren't seeing oh, as yeah. often so we're not getting as many donations um because i'm i'm as you know i'm crowdfunding a wheelchair right now too so um i totally hear hear you on the weight limit stuff and how that's a problem and i had to find a chair that was going to work for my weight that i could also pick up because mine is going to be like in the car and i'm going to use it for when i'm out grocery shopping or whatever like out in the world because yeah. i can get around my house pretty okay with just my cane but if i need to go out and be doing something out in the world i honestly just i haven't been because it's too many spoons and i can't do it and so it's like you know for me at Got least it. i know my thing would like open my world up like i could get out and do so many more things in the world if i just had this accessibility device and um one thing i love about your art augie is you you will sometimes include these accessibility devices in your artwork. Like you include scarves, you include curvy bodies, you to. include, you know, accessibility tools. Yeah. And so then, you know, maybe you're used to drawing like anatomy and then you're like, oh, heck, now I have to draw this like complicated wheelchair shapes. It's all mechanical. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like with the most recent doodle dress of like adding in like the vintage wheelchair for it. Oh, cool. I know. I know uh, we had had a conversation at one point. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to spend time like before stream setting it up and making sure it's like ready to go. So like I already have like the device there. So mm -hmm. I'm not worried about doing the device while I'm worried about making the character design, which is what I did. Um, like, yeah. oh God, like this last doodle dress up is I found like this really pretty vintage wheelchair, which they kind of, <laughs> they kind of look like rocking chairs with wheels, nice. which I love if I ever had the chance to like get my hands on one absolutely impractical but I love it mm -hmm. <laughs> and like I spent like an hour and a half like getting in the wheelchair design and making sure like with the wheel setup that I could like pop the wheel above the image so that like everything looks correct everything looks right it doesn't look like I just threw this in haphazardly, which is the last thing I want to do. If I'm adding in a mobility device, I want that stuff to look good. <laughs> I have standards. Mm -hmm. Sort of. <laughs> you totally do. I love it. Um, Augie, who is the little orange being with you? Chad is wondering. This is French Fry. French Fry. He is my little chronically ill fluffy roommate. Hello, friends. He's also fry. up for adoption. If anyone's down for that. Yeah, French fries up. How how old is French fry? 
Oh gosh. Uh, best guess. Best I know you found French fries oh, somewhere in the wild. I'm going to say around six months, maybe older. How many pets My do you have sister, available for adoption? We have two available for adoption. A big blonde himbo of a puppy. Um, we found him outside of a little Caesars. His name is Oliver. He has been fixed. <laughs> and he's up to date on his shots. He's he's a great dog, but he's he don't mesh well with like the house. The existing pack. Yeah. And like he gets have, along okay with You have a total right now of what is it, five dogs, four cats, and six birds or something? Uh three cats. Three cats. Five dogs. Five birds. Got it. And then I also have some fish. No wonder you made a book about counting animals. <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> hey, what you don't know is that book's actually for me because I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> don't know them. I mean, dysgraphia is real. It's okay. Dyscalcula. Dyscalcula. Dyscalculia. Brain. Dyscalcula. Dysgraphia. What's the one where I read words? move around dyslexia? dyslexia yeah i mix up dyscalculia and dysgraphia can you explain the difference um i have dyscalculia which it means i'm very bad with numbers i don't remember the specifics around it i just know that i got diagnosed in like middle school because they were like why is this child having so much trouble with math the answer is the brain i'm pretty sure i also might have some form of dyslexia but at this point, I've got enough things to look into. <laughs> yeah, you, you only you need a couple at a time instead of all of them. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a question that I wrote down. Do you think you would be creating the same kind of pieces of art if you had transitioned earlier in life? I can honestly say I don't know. Um, I think I would have possibly created similar artwork. Like maybe something along the lines of like being queer and expressing through art, but I don't know if I would have gone the same route as doing the comics because the comics was a thing that started very much in a very particular trans group I was in at the time. And the big push to continuing them was people from that group going, hey, we love this. Please make some more. And I was like, this little baby trans. And I was like, express yourself. And I was like doing all kinds of comics. I was closeted. It was like this fun little venting thing that I did online for a very particular crowd of people. Because like, I think I was doing the comics before I even told my dad. And I was just like, oh, I hope he doesn't see this. Because he might have some choice words. Ended up being fine. <laughs> Disclaimer, he's fine with it. But... Yeah, I think I would have made similar art, but I don't think I would have been doing the comics. Mm -hmm. And the comics are so wonderful. I love them so Thank much. You. How many years have been, you been doing? You said it's the longest project you've like consistently done, but do you know how long it's uh, been? You had like a whole thing where you had an Instagram page and then it got taken down for <laughs> no reason. <laughs> like the, I, the, I, the I still haven't figured grief. out why. Uh, That's, now it's my turn to hold a cat. Never for kitty. Okay, you can go back to taking a nap fry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say almost four years. 
I'm really bad at judging the amount of time that's passed. Um, I'm before the pandemic. Oh, 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 it might have been four or five years actually, because I think. Oh my god, did I start in 2018 or 2019? Ooh, I might actually have to check Facebook for that information. Okay. <laughs> several yeah. years. I I've been doing the comics in particular for several years. Yeah, um, I'm I'm actually quite proud of myself for getting this far down like the misgendered daily life comics because it's just oh my gosh, I'm I'm usually a hit it and quit it with projects, like just like with relationships, it gets a max <laughs> of two years and I move on. But even with like the ups and downs, I still really enjoy doing the comics. I think it's really nice. I'm still mad that my Instagram got taken down because I had so many cool people and I had like such a wonderfully sweet, almost, you could say curated community on right. Instagram. Yeah. And it just that assessment. vanished mm -hmm. in the span of a day. It, all those conversations I've had with people, all the potential projects I was doing, all of it was just gone. And I had to like start rebuilding Instagram from scratch. Um, I'm almost back at 800 followers, which was nice. Um, yeah. I got the account got drop kicked off at like almost 27k, and it was it was a really good community over there. I was really proud of it. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, starting from scratch, but I'm still really glad that I had the page and that it existed when it did. Yeah. Well, and I remember there was a moment where I like. I was like, I could have sworn I was following you and we were damning about it. You were like, oh yeah, you were. This is a new page because the other one died. And I was like, oh gosh. Oh my God. And the, there were so many people that like, there's still so many people going, oh my God, where have you been? I thought I was following you. And I'm just like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Instagram mm -hmm. was mad at me. And then like people will refollow me and I'll be like, awesome. So glad to have you back. And then like a month later, I'm like, I forgot to follow you back. I'm sorry. Here's your fault. Uh, get back on my page. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I think happened like with us because it was yeah. like, um, I think I am so bad with remembering names. It just, it does not work. But I managed to remember like your username and Wizwo and Ollie Jolly and a couple other people. And I was like reaching out and going, hey, new Instagram. <laughs> And it's like, you followed back. And then like a month or so later, I was like, why am I not seeing Gender Master anywhere on my feed? Like I reached back out, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, I've got to do that like, little thing where You're I like, fall. okay, okay. Gotta, this is going to be so awkward because it's, it's like, oh, they're just going to get a notification that I've followed. And it's going to be like, weren't you already? What took so long? And I was like so worried about it. I was like, oh, like unreasonably anxious. <laughs> but Aww. it's okay. We're buddies. It's good. <laughs> we are buddies. And I, I, I will tell you, I was not sitting here twiddling my thumbs, wondering about it and waiting for it. Um, I don't even know if I had noticed. I think I assumed that you are you did in the moment. And then when you did it again, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But it honestly, is. it's just like ADHD is a thing. It's fine. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And I can safely say I'm definitely ADHD. That actually runs in the family. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then this is 
I think as close as I'm going to get currently to like having like a 99% sure that I am on this, like the autism spectrum is my baby's sister got diagnosed in like the last year or so. And I'm like, we have confirmation. <laughs> it's in the family. Yeah. I would say chances are high that that's likely also true for you. And that's not a bad thing. Oh God, no. It explains so much. <laughs> Cause like, like cracking my egg and looking back and going, Oh my goodness, golly, that explains so many things that I thought were just red flags of my personality. And then like realizing, okay, because like, I know I had mentioned this, like, I was super jealous of trans women. Mm -hmm. I had a similar situation when it came to like the autistic community, because I was like, I do all those things, but like, I'm not autistic. So I guess I'm just like a bad person. And then like eventually that egg cracked and I looked back and I went, no, nah, no, nah, I just got hit with the tism stick a little hard. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. My older sister, uh, we were very ADHD. And then she has to do with me being ADHD. And it's just like so fun because like we both forget <laughs> things all of the time. <laughs> this household is so much fun. It is. Well, you have all your animal friends and each other. And so many. You know, at one point you left your, what is it now, 13 animals plus two, plus however many fish. Oh, God. Th yeah. Thir 13. I don't think birds aren't mammals, right? They're their own thing. 13 land uh, animals. No, I think they technically count as mammals because they're like warm blooded. My really? special interest doesn't go into science. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But birds lay eggs and mammals have life young. So I think I think birds are their own thing. Well, eggs. platypus lay eggs, but they're mammals. Platypi are weird. <laughs> True. No <laughs> argument there. That is very much accurate. This means we should talk about possums more, right? That's where That's this not... is going. So oh so tell us about these books. I feel like we've arrived here. So what, what, what are okay. these? How do oh, they come to be? Why do I love them so much? So I did this thing where, oh, hey, you, yeah, you've got the one that's like the final cover. I've got the not for resale. <laughs> so I started doing online, <laughs> I started doing like online courses because um, I, I did art college for like two years, 100% regret it, not a fan. So I, I want to get better at what I'm doing and I need to learn things and I need like direction for learning things. So I've started doing like online courses because yeah. that has more of the structure that I need. And yeah. it has like project guidelines, which are super, super easy for me to follow rather than just winging it. And one of the courses I took was on like, um, uh, children's book illustrations. Oh, which that's so fun. I've this always a final project. Been... Yeah, that's, this is... <laughs> Technically, the final project was just supposed to be like a mock-up with like two color, like finished pages and the rest sketch. But you're extra, I so here a, we are. <laughs> I have a completionist problem. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, I'm publishing a so, book like, right now. <laughs> I started the course and like I did like a really rough outline for the project and then I dropped it for like four months and I didn't touch it. And then I came back and I did all of, almost all of the illustrations in a matter of a couple days. Wow. And after that, it was going back and like tweaking everything. And I, I may or may not have skipped to the part where it was 
the, just supposed to be a mock-up. I wasn't supposed to finish all of the pages because yeah, I went I back. And I, was, I was looking so at the last two pages. Like, he's like, "Oops, I did all of them." And it eventually just progressed to the point where I was like, "What if I just go ahead and publish it? What What if I share this with everybody?" Yeah, chat. You can buy this. You can have this cuteness in your house. That's why I keep showing the pages to everybody so they can see how cute (laughs) it is and want to go get it. Oh, yeah. Here, let me... Oh, where's my favorite? My favorite page is the last illustration. It is so big. It's like a two-page spread with, like, trees and grass and possums playing. And, like, you're totally good to show it, by the way. So, like, it's it's not really much of a spoiler because it is so many. There's so many pages (laughs) in this book. Oh, I I'm know. still. How many pages are this book? A lot. It's like I thought it'd like, be done by now, but that's okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like amazed that you made this much book oh, I'm for so a happy class. Look at those actually, happy possums up, playing. Oh, I know. I ended up bringing on a friend who does uh, editing. They're on the. I think the next page. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought on Jordan. Gita. They are. They're fabulous. Um, and they came on and they did some editing because I might do art. I might be able to work on plot lines, but I'm not much for writing. And I was like, I want to make sure this looks good. I want to make sure this is nice. So they came in, they helped, and now it's a book. It's a book you can hold in your hands. It even has some blank pages at the end. Yeah, I can't do anything about those, but you can doodle in them. You can do, or <laughs> or or we can find you at a book signing and have you doodle in them for us if i ever do a comic convention or anything you will probably be among the first to know yay that's good i've always wanted to do one but like i've never like been able to so it's like one of those like in the future someday i shall do it so so the the fulfillment for this book though is like from the book the book selling people right you don't you don't ship these out personally no, I was doing book boxes for a little bit, but I closed my shop and everything. So I just kind of just have like a couple excess books if I ever go to do like a table anywhere. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of affordable options for people that are self-publishing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going through uh, Amazon, the KDP publishing. So I upload the files. I get everything ready. I do all of like that behind the scenes stuff. And then they handle the printing and shipping. I love it. I was just imagining you could have like, you could offer special commissions where you sell the book with a drawing in it for like a hundred dollars. And then, and then maybe you do your own fulfillment. If it's like, okay, for a hundred dollars, I'll draw you a doodle on those blank pages and sign the book for you and customize the front cover. (laughs) I can get everything figured out. I could do that. You could do limited pre-orders, so then you only have to order so many of the books ahead of time. Like 10. You're only doing 10, but that's a thousand bucks. Then you (laughs) can buy three rollators. Ah, heck yeah. That'd be amazing. I just have like a rollator for every room. I just transfer out every time I cross the (laughs) threshold. It's like there's one for the car. There's one for the kitchen. I can shuffle through the hallway. It's fine. And there's one in the bathroom. It's like so fancy. But no, oh my God, I don't think I could ever do that many. Just one, just one. So fun. Or maybe 
like maybe that's if when you ever want a wheelchair, maybe that's how you fund it. You figure out how many of those special books you'd have to sell at a hundred dollars a piece to get the chair. And then people are buying it not only because the book is cool, but also because they want to help you get the chair and then they get a piece of art they can love and you get a chair. And then it's a, you only need so many. So then you're not over committing yourself to too much work TM. And then you get a wheelchair at the end and everyone else gets cool art. That is really smart. I am saving that idea just a little bit. <laughs> I'll clip it. I don't know if it'll fit in 30 seconds, but we'll find out. Um, so wonderful. I love it. Okay. So, so part of promoting your book, The Hungry Opossum, was you made all of this other art, right? Yeah. You, you did a 15 day <laughs> countdown. And then later I, you were like, oh, heck, I made another book. I was like, I want to do a 15 countdown because like i was going to start at the beginning of the month so it goes from like 15 all the way down to one and it ends on like the 15th or like the 16th of the month yeah. depending on where you are and i was like okay so i'm going to do big numbers and i'm going to do that amount of possums in every picture i drew so many possums <laughs> there's just so many on one of these pages, I don't, I don't know if you can find it, but on one of these pages, I accidentally left in my logo. Really? So there's a hidden logo in one of these art pieces. Oh my gosh. But I don't remember which one it is. Now it's, now it's a game. You have to find, you have to buy the book <laughs> to find it, chat. Oh yeah. In case, was, in case was, the, so we just got raided. I don't normally mention that on the stream, but in case the people who just got here didn't know. Today I'm interviewing Augie and we're also looking at books that Augie has made. So the book I'm holding up was Hello. made by the person that I'm talking to. Isn't this neat? See, now I want to find the logo. And you, Augie, you posted pictures of the countdown in this, in my server. And then we all were having fun, like trying to count all the possums. And then at one point we realized one of your images had an incorrect number of possums and like a bunch of us counted more than once. We're like, wait, did I get it wrong? <laughs> And like I came back in later because I didn't I didn't realize because I had like dropped it and then left. Yeah, <laughs> and then I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. no, guys, you're not losing your marbles. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> I so you, you got you got some looking. free editing from the creative creative endeavors oh, people yeah, was, channel. <laughs> genuinely, it was so helpful because I was in the middle of like setting up these pages, and I was like, oh, these are perfect. These are great. And then it was like, oh no, the dyscalculia person messed up the numbers. Oh, you found it. Found it. <laughs> Look at that logo. It's like a skull jumping out of a head. Yee. Nice. Yep. So we helped you edit yeah. your book. Good job. <laughs> Which I'm so grateful for. But yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to make this like a very special story going through the pages it's just going to be counting that's it it's just going to be yeah, no i mean i mean the 12 days of christmas is not more complicated than the book you wrote that's a song it's been sung for a really long time the 12th I, day of christmas my possum gave to me <laughs> i don't know if you if you saw this in the chat a minute ago but i'll read it to you um distriplica was talking about the book um let me see i think it might have been before the raid um, Distriplica says, you can use the book for so many things. I use my Counting Possums book to hold my tax documents. No joke. is <laughs> like number one, January tax stuff. And number two is February tax stuff. And that's how you organize your taxes. 
love that. Loki, I love that so much. I I think I've bought <clears throat> a couple of your books for friends for holiday presents, like for Yule and stuff, because they're so fun. And like, you know, I could buy someone some random thing, or I can support a disabled trans artist and send cool art to my friends. <laughs> like, it's a win-win. <laughs> Why not give it? Mrs. Gendered Money. Like, you should do it, everybody. Honestly, I'm just really glad everyone likes the possum projects that I keep doing. Because, <laughs> like, it's okay. I know. Everybody's here for Susan and the possum projects. Yay, it is, like, the possums. best reason to be here. I think, I mean, I can even do international shipping pretty easily because of how you distributed it. Like, if I wanted to send it from the States to friends in the UK... I'm not going to pay international shipping because they'll just print it over there and send it, right? Because of how it's set up. Yeah, that might be how it works. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, that is such an awesome thing. It is. It might even be awesome possum. It's possible. It's possible. (laughs) So cute. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, we talked about the books. There's so many other things to talk about. So um, let's see. I'm skipping around. Um, Tell us about your Celestial Bodies project. Oh, okay. So that started because I was doing uh, monthly illustrations for Patreon. And I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Because I could have done like, oh my God, like the the Capricorn, Aquarius, like that kind of thing. Because like, I love, I love stuff like that. It's so fun. But then I remembered this project that I did like way back when, like back at like the end of high school where I had, I had done a series of like watercolor paintings and they were like itty bitty. Oh, I meant to find those. I have those somewhere. I'll find them eventually and like share them. But it was a series of watercolor paintings where it was like a human body Mm -hmm. and then the planet as the head. Yeah. And at the time I was like, this is so cool. Oh, this is awesome. Visually stunning. Yes. But at the time I was, it was all just like fit hot people because mm-hmm. I hadn't quite gone through my love yourself phase and like represent like yourself in everybody phase. I was very much mimicking the artwork that I was seeing at the time, which was like fit hot people, which is what you see in a lot of like cishet spaces, not to bash cishet spaces. It's just a very popular form that you see there um but now that i've like moved over into like a very queer like loving yourself loving your body loving everybody kind of space it opened it up for like the artwork to be more so it wasn't just the planets bodies it was more meaningful yeah so like um i think with january i started with the sun and then i did like the planets moving away for like every month um i did do earth and the moon which were like really fun and i did plus side bodies i did small bodies i did fit i did old um i think it was either jupiter or saturn um is this because like the planet was like symbolic of like the end of things like there was very much like an ending theme and so it was like a scythe for like the ring yeah that's right and like it was maybe saturn is old age says to just triplica in the chat old age okay cool yeah because like i probably should pull that up but yeah it's like each one has like its own thing 
Um, I tried working in scars in as many places as I could because like with um, like the pattern and the texture of planets, there's so many options for adding things in. Um, so like there's a mastectomy scar, there's on one of the plants, there is a scar for a colostomy bag. Mm. Um, there's knee braces, but like, I, I have noticed, I really like old timey medical gear. So there were like old timey medical braces. Yeah. And like, looking back, I definitely could have pushed it way more than I did. Cause like the first couple that I did was very, um, it, it kind of fell back into step with like the first series of the project I did, which was like, um, very average modely people. And then I kind of branched out kind of tempted to do the project again, but at the same time, I'm really happy with what I did. Well, and you had like some deities and stuff worked in too. You worked mythology into the whole project as well, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, like with everyone, like each planet has, it tends to be associated with like different gods and goddesses. Um, for the most part, it leaned very heavily into like Greek and Roman. So like there was a lot, a lot of that symbology mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, with the last one, Haley's Comet, I did uh, Haley's Comet dragon fruit <laughs> for oh, like cool. the uh, like the florals and flowers and stuff. Because I was like, I couldn't find a lot of symbolism surrounding Haley's Comet. So I was like, what can I work in that will make sense? Um, yeah. And then I found dragon fruit, and I was like, oh my god, dragon fruit, and I got very distracted. Dragon fruit is very cool, though. Oh, it's so cool. I wish I, like, liked eating it, because it's such a fun fruit. It makes good shapes. It do, it do make good shapes. It's in fun colors. It's, oh, it's everything. Um, and you posted those those illustrations in the Discord server, so then we, like, got to see it. Like, as you were making yeah. them... Oh, that was so cool. I loved that so much. Um, I did on the side work on a cover piece so that I could potentially make a, like a little book thingy. Yes, I think you should. That would be so great as like a coffee table book or like selling the prints of the individual planets would also be really cool. I could totally see that on a wall in my house. I'm working on setting a, a, a print situation. And then also setting up like a little art book situation. Uh, I actually need to hit up my my editor friend and be like, hey, I have another project for you. (laughs) You're good with words. Do you mind helping a boy out? Pretty please. So I'm going to post a link in the chat. It won't be really useful for anyone listening to this later, but um, there's the link to the thread in the discord server where all of these pictures are if you want to go look at them if you're not on the discord server i don't know what to tell you buy all these <laughs> books and art prints when they come out later but if you would like a little preview um you can go look at it and you can also go tip augie for that beautiful art Thank you. um mrs is one place you might be able to find those cashy links <sighs> That poor website. I just keep adding projects to it. And yeah. oh my God, you click the tab for projects and it just keeps going. Because mm-hmm. I just, I keep starting 
new one. It's very ADHD, I though. I respect it. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because, like, I've got all of those side projects I where I made a bunch of journals mm-hmm. and then where I illustrated, I like, journals. where I illustrated, like, sections of, like, stories and books. Because, like, I did the illustrations for, like, the Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Casca of Amontillado, Amontillado. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then it was, like, um, one about, oh, the story was about freezing to fun word here um freezing your video uh oh my the one with rabbits (laughs) yeah 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 um based on watership down yes thank you Mm -hmm. watership down oh my god how did i how did i forget that okay yes watership down i was so excited to draw bunnies i was like oh my god bunnies bunnies are also really fun not as fun yeah. as possums, but close. Oh, um, there's so many side projects. There, there are. Speaking of, um, what's the marsh? Okay, so the marsh is a visual novel horror concept that I made um, that is based on an analog horror project that I did like two years ago that I did a bunch of videos for. Um, Basically, nobody has ever found the, like, analog thing on their own. I've, I think I said to, like, one person. So, like, it's very, like, not popular, hidden in the depths of YouTube and TikTok. But I use that to, like, create the Marsh. So the Marsh's concept is basically um, a private investigator in small town Louisiana calls up basically the only wildlife enthusiast he can get to come down to Louisiana and just try and figure out if all of these disappearances that are happening are, like, actually animal-related, like the Mm. local cops are saying. Mm -hmm. And plot twist, it's not the wildlife. (laughs) And they're definitely a trigger warning if you have, like, a thing for, like, drowning spiders or horror in general. Um... I, I did have a friend play it, and they did not tell me till afterwards that they had a spider phobia. Oopsies. And they were aware the whole time that it was, a, like, a spider thing. <laughs> they just didn't tell me. hmm Which was very sweet of them. They still enjoyed it, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> but yeah, and it is completely free to play. There's also a demo if you want to try that. Um, it is only for Windows. Uh... I, I can't get it exported for, like, phone or, app or like, um, Mac for some reason. I was using Tyranno Builder, which is a whole thing. But it, I like it. It was fun. It was a really good art project. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't meant to be a full game. It was supposed to be um, a portfolio piece for character design. And then I was like, what if I did some background concepts? And then it's like, what if I fleshed out these black background concepts some more? I'm not actually going to do anything with this. I just want to make these characters. And what if I set up these different character expressions so that I know and have examples for each of these expressions for all these different scenes? And what if I fleshed out all of these side characters? Because I really, really like the idea of this granny character with this cane, and she's just, like, old, and she looks like she'd tell you something. 
and then like you have like clark applier i just really wanted to add a himbo don't judge me <laughs> so we have clark applier um and he's the investigator and he's like this he's he's this big boy and then you have banana which yeah. i love banana so much uh banana which it doesn't show up in the game because of where i placed it but they have a scar on their knee and they wear elbow braces and they very much the epitome of my bones don't work but i'm still here like yeah. that kind of vibe and like i i put like a bunch of little like disability references into all of almost all of the characters yeah. like majority of the characters have some semblance of like uh braces so like banana they've got the knee scar the the elbow braces the main character jesse has a knee brace which is a reference and it is explicitly stated that they have arthritis mm -hmm. um and then you've got you got granny with her cane because heck mm -hmm. yeah and it's just oh, it was so fun yeah but again i have the completionist problem and I, yeah I, totally it, it went from concept to game yeah i you know i i vaguely remember you basically hyper focused for like december 2022 and january 2023 while you were like dog sitting for your dad and you just did it I, like obsessively every day until you left that house <laughs> i was house sitting for my dad for six <laughs> weeks and the project just so happened to get started around the beginning of my stay mm -hmm. which meant my brain which went from like a lot of input over here where i was i i had things to do around the house i had all this other stuff i went from like a very sensory environment to my dad's house which mm -hmm. opposite relatively how many, quiet how many house, dogs not are a there? uh they have four dogs total but they're mm -hmm. itty bitty they're yeah. little dogs so that's that's basically all i was doing i was just there to take care of the dogs i didn't really have to do anything to maintain the house i didn't have to do from 13 animals to four yeah i went from like a lot of doing things to not and i just kind of latched onto the project and that is like all i did you basically just, did an artist residence i yeah i guess so <laughs> that's there, awesome <laughs> Maybe you should do that once a year. <laughs> I, I can't leave my sister alone in this house for six months every year or six weeks every year. Oh Definitely my god, not six, six months. months. I, oh god, <laughs> I, I don't think there'd be a house left when I got back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've we figured out that two weeks is the max, and then it yeah. gets too much. That's super fair. Um, okay. So what is Doodle Dress Up? We talked about it a little bit, but can you actually explain the concept? We're totally doing everything backwards today and that's fine. We're just excited. All good, all good. Uh, okay, so Doodle Dress Up. Um, it started, it, it was a one-off one thing because I was starting to get back into doing like live streams and stuff because I had stopped for quite a while. I was so off schedule. I, oh, anyway, I was trying to get back on schedule. I was trying to get like back on like my thing and i didn't have anything planned i just popped on and i was like let's do something and then we ended up drawing mothman because mothman is awesome we love mothman um 
And I was like, okay, well, I don't have like outfit or anything picked out for for Mothman. And like, I kept getting different suggestions. So I was like, I'll just draw multiple outfits. Mm -hmm. And like, we just kept adding outfits and it kept going. And I was like, I love this. We're like doodling a dress up thing, like those old flash games. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where it's yeah. like you've got the closet and you're moving things over and over and you're dressing these characters like paper dolls. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. What if I brought it back next week? What mm -hmm. if we did another cryptid next week? And then another cryptid. And then it's like, oh. so now. So you basically put paper dresses on cryptids. Yes. Like not dresses, dresses, but like outfits, yeah. two-dimensional outfits on cryptids. Yeah, and it's not always like cryptids, but like different like characters or themes. Like we did um, a ghost, which ended up being like a ghost cowboy, and then return the slab, oh, feel my wrath. Very vibey. <laughs> I loved it. We yeah. did Krampus, reindeer, Nessie like Loch Ness Monster. We did the squonk. I love the squonk. The squonk is one of my favorites. They're so cool. It's like, the, if you don't know what the squonk is, um, it is a cryptid that thinks it is so, like, dreadfully ugly that it hides in the woods and cries all day. Aww. So what we, our squonk, is a squonk that's been to therapy. They love themselves. They have, worked on their anxiety they have worked on their like self-loathing problems yeah. and they're having fun they have hobbies they like doing like a like cosplay stuff and like <laughs> it, it's gone from like just doing like fun outfits to now we have stories for half of these characters and it's so fun and we do it every saturday unless for some reason i'm having technical issues <laughs> and yeah. then we save it for another day I love that so much though like how fun is it that you get to do that <laughs> oh, i love it so much and it also really helps me in the sense that i have this one thing that i'm doing every week yeah and it helps me stay on schedule so much because i know what i'm doing I know when I'm doing it. I know where I'm doing it. I know what I need to do. I have my list of requests. If for some reason I don't have anything on the request list, there's thousands of things I could do. Yeah. So you, you and, just have like an assigned time when you're doing your work, basically. It is so helpful for maintaining some concept of time. <laughs> Um, what I just threw up on the screen just now is my reactive image, which you drew. Ah, oh, I love that so much. It's super fun. It, it came out so good. I'm so proud of that. So, so chat, Augie surprised me with a Yule present this year and was like, haha, I have a present. And it was this wonderful drawing of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so handsome. And like, I'm not telling it very well right now, but like, I I hadn't seen a, a representation like that of me that was like also my gender correctly that I felt really excited about. And it was, it was like, it was like gender euphoria. Yeah, you gave me art, but really what you gave me was gender euphoria, the present. Which is like the best the thing best I could present have. ever. Yeah. 
And what you may not know, Augie, is that original art that you made for me is actually the background on my desktop, on my lap, my like computer. So now it's on three monitors and I see that art every day for multiple hours, like just around. It's around because, you know, it's like, for me, it's really powerful to see that representation of me being handsome, being curvy, being hairy. Like I started tea and started growing all this chest hair and I'm like, oh God, what's happening? Like. I wanted the beard and the chest hair as a bonus. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, and it was just this, this moment where like, I don't know, having, having been that like fat girl in a sweatshirt forever, you know, who didn't like being in bathing suits, who never felt good looking to like seeing art that I, I see it and I immediately know it's me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. And wow, that person looks really good. Like there's something about it. Like when I see myself in the mirror, sometimes I look handsome and sometimes I don't. The dysphoria and the brain in the mirror and that whole, you're familiar with that. I'm seeing you nodding. And so like, <laughs> but but the art Absolutely. consistently, my brain is like, that's a good looking person. And so it's like, I'm using it to train my brain to be like, I'm a good looking person. You are. No, oh, thanks. You're so handsome. And so it like, I'm like crying a little bit just talking about it right now. Like it's, it's so that, that part of your art is so transformative and hard to put into words how powerful it is. And, um, that's why whenever I see trans people who are like, Hey, I'm looking for an artist to help me with my VTuber or whatever. I'm like, have you heard of August? <laughs> you should, you should commission I... my friend. He's really cool. <laughs> I was genuinely so nervous sending the portrait because I wasn't sure if I got it right. Because so it's good. so important to get it right. Because if it's not right, it can be devastating. Yeah. And I was like, I want to draw them how I see them. Mm. Like how I feel they are as like a person but how they also look and how they're very handsome and how they look very good and happy. And they just look like a good person. Aww. And I want that to be there. And I want them to feel that I want them to look at this and be, this is me. This, this is, this is correct. This is right. Because there's something so good about looking at something of yourself and going, this is correct. Mm -hmm. like just that sense of rightness yeah so i'm really glad you like it <laughs> and that you love it so much yeah. because i'm like okay i can do these things i i have the capability to be to make artwork that's right and like you do. oh well, now you've got me going. Damn it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang tootin'. Darn diddly. Dip dot. Well, <laughs> it's funny when streamers break other streamers. But it's, it's such a big thing. Yeah. And like, I love, absolutely love. One of my favorite things of doing this work is doing the gender form affirming portraits. And I mm -hmm. love getting those requests. And like, there are so many people that are worried that are like, is it going to be like super expensive to ask for all of these changes because they're not something that you see 
in my pictures or my references Mm -hmm. is this going to cost something i'm like no it's not it is a portrait i am here to give you yourself and how you see yourself yeah that it is a portrait it it doesn't have to be this whole bells and whistles deal now if you want me to draw the a freaking cathedral behind you that is a different story (laughs) the background is a different thing yes like i i can't draw the like the notre dames things behind that that is different (laughs) but like for you want me to add facial hair absolutely do you want stubble do you want a full beard do you want to look like a viking or something absolutely and you do trans mask and trans femme art too oh absolutely do you want to to add breasts do you want to add like dimples in your cheeks or a certain curve in a certain place i've had people request for a mix of of, like either category no category all of the above category i can it's not a big deal to add but it is it's not a big deal to add in the sense that it doesn't take anything away from me to do it Mm -hmm. but it is such a big deal for the person that needs it it's it's so much for me it feels like so much more than like an art commission it's like having a shared vision of um like of that idealized gender manifestation that is still true to form and because you are gender diverse you get it more deeply than most other artists that are available for commissions like the people sliding into my dms like hey do you need any graphics it's like no heck off so so and i i do know there's at least one other person in the chat right now who may be lurking who has also commissioned art from you and um if anyone else would like to commission art from augie mrsgender.com is where you go to commission an artist i think Um, the tab is still to work with me and it can be a little bit but there's a form at the bottom of the tos that you fill out um for anyone who has financial concerns i do art trades i work with budgets i am fully flexible (laughs) you're trans queer disabled poor and you get it and you want to work with people absolutely like you absolutely (laughs) heck yes someone in chat is saying we're literally just about to commission them again filling out the form now (laughs) all the commissions this is the moment i remember that um that so so you you helped me with this vtuber revamp which is so cool um this is the moment i remember so we we're I talking about <laughs> I, I am too because i still want to commission more outfits and things for this character that you helped draw for me this me character um we were working on one for capybara and i think we both forgot it so I, we should revisit I remember that. <laughs> I sent in some sketches, but I think I was waiting for feedback. Oh, <laughs> that's like, okay. Fully dropped yeah. down. And I was like, yeah, it, we'll get to it. Yeah, was, our everything got busy. Like, it's there's a coming. There was one in January. It's like oh. <laughs> this like four month period. We have two surgeries and taxes to turn in on top of regular life stuff. So I mean, everybody oh, has taxes yeah everybody does it's yeah anyway so 
We'll talk about it after stream, I'm sure. Um, can <laughs> Augie make, okay, I have a VTuber asking, can Augie make 2D models? I, I pretty much only do 2D. Um, I can't do any rigging. I don't know enough about rigging to do it. And I don't have any of the programs for it, but I do 2D reactive models. Um, I currently work with like two different ones. I have got my normal person one and then I've got a possum one, <laughs> but it's yeah, like a do. furry possum. I want to talk about that if you want to. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's up with your, with your VTuber that you made? <laughs> So for one of the doodle dress-ups, we did an anthropomorphic Susan, which is not my first time creating like a fursona Susan. Um, but like looking at it, I was like, oh, I could I could do a Susan V to her. Oh, that would be fun. And I was like, wait, what if I just made my own for myself? Because I'm like, while I love that Susan is purple, I personally as evidenced by everything here yes 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 yes. I, I have a preference for orange so i ended up making a possum vtuber that had it was just like all orange and i love it so much and i'm a little mad that i didn't do it sooner because <laughs> like i'm not like really in the furry community but i love the artwork and i love the styles and designs that i see in there Mm -hmm. and so like i've started slowly doing more <laughs> like furry artwork especially with like the doodle dress up because so many like cryptids and stories are animal based yeah so it's just it's just giving me an excuse to do more fluffy artwork and i love it and i'm living for it right now <laughs> so yeah now i've got a possum vtuber and i basically never switch back to the person vtuber well, I'm not mad about that. Um, and like, no. it's it's so fun. You just get paw on your face. <laughs> he, he's been laughing so peacefully, and then it was just like, oh god, I'm being touched. Kitty assist, cat helping. Hashtag helping. <laughs> oh yeah, he is absolutely enjoying this because I normally don't spend the day in here. He gets me in the mornings, afternoon, and nights which is when we play and we cuddle and we do all that jazz. So he's usually just kind of hanging out in quarantine during the day. And he's like, oh my God, I get my person. Yes. Attention. Yeah. So happy. Again, French so fries available for adoption. If anyone is prepared for a maybe single cat household so that your other cats don't get sick. Or if, is it, is yeah, it feline leukemia or something else? Uh, it's not feline leukemia. It's an upper respiratory infection. Unfortunately, mm. some cats, it just doesn't go away. Yeah. And it can stay with them for months and years. And it just, it's just part of them at that point. Mm -hmm. The other kitten that we have from the same litter. Okay. So <laughs> we moved here. There's a colony of cats that are a mix of strays and pets that just roam around having babies in our neighborhood. Um, and right at the start of winter, before it started freezing or anything, um, a mama cat had a bunch of kittens. Unfortunately, the entire litter and most of the colony ended up getting an upper respiratory infection. Mm, yeah. 
the three kittens that we caught were legitimately the sickest of the bunch. Um, mm. Maybe French that's why fry, we were able to catch them. That is the only reason we were able to catch them. They couldn't just dart off. Um, we got permission <laughs> to grab them from the neighbor's yard. Um, so we grabbed French fry first, and I was immediately like, oh my god, baby, I have baby. And he got quarantined in the bathroom, and then we ended up catching um, a gray one. Her name was Goose. She yes. unfortunately did not get better with medication, and oh, she did have goodness. to get put down because she she progressed to having fluid buildup. And her last couple of weeks, living life, having had a blast. You would not be able to tell that she was sick except for like her distended stomach, but she was so happy. It's just that meds weren't doing anything, and it got to a point where it needed to happen. Um, and then the third one, who we originally named Mr. Wednesday, because we thought it, well, I thought it was a boy. Uh, <laughs> the neighbor actually caught her. Uh, she had, like, one eye closed from infection. She's healed up. She's doing fabulous. She's probably causing a bunch of chaos out in the house right now. Mm -hmm. So she's gotten totally better. She's fine. So we just have this little orange misfit who I love dearly, but good golly, we can only handle so much chronic illness in this household. Mm -hmm. You only have so many rooms. Only have so many rooms. That is a that is a hard boundary. Yeah, he's he's very sweet. I think he would do wonderfully in a single cat household. And like if someone had other cats that also had like the same problems. He gets along great with cats. He gets along great with dogs. Like, he's a amazing cat. Mm hmm I just can't keep him. Seems very social, For, too. Oh, God, he's so social. He's a cuddle bug. Like, so if you walk into the room, immediately, like, please love me. He just sounds like an 80-year-old smoker. <laughs> <laughs> like, he sounds terrible. But yeah. he's doing great. Yeah. He's so cute. Oh, he's precious. He's surprisingly not minding all of the manhandling. <laughs> he's like, this is fine. I'm getting so much love and attention. Yeah, he's enjoying the time with Good you. Good boy. Special. Yeah, he's being fairly polite. I was really worried he was going to be, like, all up on the laptop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. So what are some goals that you have for your artwork? Is there is there a goal or a hope that you have in general for your art? Not necessarily projects, but like, is there a deeper purpose? I don't know, this is a deep question. Well, going forward, I want to make it gayer. And I want to like triple the amount of representation that I'm doing for all of like the different communities that I keep popping into my art. Mm. It's like, I... And it's like, uh, like what I was saying with like the start of like my comics is like, it started as like this little venting thing. It was very, very basic, but as it's progressed, it's gotten way queerer. It's gotten way better about like doing different representations for like body types, skin tones, disability, cultural, it's getting better. And I want to get it 
even better. I want to be way further than what I am, but I know that it's going to take time to like get me there. Cause some, some of it's just like my own personal working things out as I go. Yeah. I am. And this is, this is like the first time I'm mentioning this. Um, I think it was like, it was either 2020 or like 21. I did that whole like alpha or not quite alphabet, but like that whole series of comics where it was like nothing but like different definitions. I am redoing that this year. I kept putting it off, but I'm doing it this year and I'm doing that for pride. And it's go go big or go home moment, essentially. I love that. I love that. My water bottle go. Distriplica says, whoa, cool example for your full body, simple background slot on your website. Oh yeah. So cool. Perfect. (laughs) I've still got to post that at some point. <laughs> it is currently sitting in my queue for like uh, getting scheduled on Planoly. I am so happy with that artwork, by the way. So if anyone goes to check it out, the full body example, I am quite proud of. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, I think a total side note, at one point, didn't I even ask you like, um, where you got your cool glasses from? Because I loved your cool glasses. Oh, uh, oh, wait, I don't think you asked where I got them from, but I know we we talked about it for a little bit. I'm pretty sure I got them from Vooglam, V O O G L A M. Um, it's like an online glasses store. They do tend to be a little on the pricier side than I usually like to go. I absolutely love goggles for you, Zenny's, uh, places like that that have incredibly cheap glasses. Um, I did, I do think I paid like a little above budget for these because I wanted blue light because I'm working on the computer so much. <laughs> this is like 80% of my day is in front of a screen, a screen of some kind. So I'm like, I should be nice to my eyes. Mm-hmm. So they last longer than my bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm seeing the artwork now. It is very orangey red and fiery and wonderful. So it, it's the vibe. Um, on page two of the front. There we go. Um, gosh, I could we could just sit here and swoon about your art all day. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, just so much of it. I keep bouncing around from project to project. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, I feel like there's something I wanted to mention, but it's escaping me now. Maybe it will come, maybe it will return. Um, so the last sort of pre, the last question that's specific to this episode, and then we have like the three normal questions that I ask everybody, what kinds of projects do you plan to work on in 2023 and coming years? So you mentioned your alphabet project, but what other sort of, if you feel okay sharing it, because some people don't want to tell until it's like actually happening for many reasons, but do you want to share about what's percolating in the audience? I've kind of posted about it a little bit, mostly in just like different Discord channels. And it's it's a new project page on the site is I have like another short visual novel. It's going to be so much shorter than the other one. I'm planning for it to be a browser game so that there's no downloading or anything. You just go to the site and you play it. Um, so I'm working on that. And it's based very heavily on like medical problems. Mm. Um, it's called I Am Not a Moth. and Ah, I, it's still very new. So like the tagline 
is kind of sort of just um you can't treat a beetle if you think you're treating a moth mm. so that that is one of the side projects and a side project that i haven't posted about hearing it for the first time ever folks i hope my buddies are not upset as i'm taking my doodle dress apart and we're making a cryptid dating game oh my god so some of some of the characters that are getting worked (laughs) on future doodle dress-ups are also going to be those are going to be specific for the game like our lovely medusa lady from the last doodle dress-up yeah um her name is Sappho. She's a lesbian. I love. I is. love the design. Much. Name like she Sappho, runs. You could need no other thing. The plan. <laughs> the plan uh, for the character is her name is Sappho. She's a lesbian. She's so old, but you know she doesn't like look it. She looks fabulous, as always. She uh, runs or works at like a women's clinic perfect bringing in the whole uh medusa thing where medusa is like representative of like women's care and support and like if if you're not if anyone's like not super aware of like the medusa head it tends to be a symbol for people who have survived um sa Mm -hmm. and so it's a very clear symbol and i was like if i'm doing a medusa character i want them to be associated with that as like a nod towards that everyone who like um there's a word i'm missing somewhere uh i it's not the word associates um it's not vibes you're experiencing a a brain fart my brain does the same thing it's okay i just throw out all the words around it until i stumble into it and you're welcome to do the same if you would like no, because if I get stuck on it, then it's going to be like five minutes of silence. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think the message was pretty clear for like what I'm aiming for for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then like we're tagging in some of the older characters that I've drawn for Doodle Dress Up. They might be getting a bit of a redesign. But overall, like I'm really, really excited about the project. And I'm even more excited about the fact that I'm not going to be writing it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Is um, your friend that helped point, you edit your other book maybe going to help, or you're not allowed to talk about that yet? That's okay if you can't. I, I, uh, they weren't brought in. Uh, so this is like a side project. I am working with Harley Cryptid, um, which uh, they were in the chat earlier. So yeah. I'm not going to give away like any definites or anything. It's definitely going to be a very long time coming project. I'm just really, really excited to be working on it. It's so and cool. there will eventually be posts. It's just, oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so clear. It's going to be so gay. So I'm just exciting. Well, and I bet you learned a bunch from making your first game. Oh, my God, yeah. It's going to help you in making the second one. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that even if Tyranno Builder isn't, like, the best visual novel builder i didn't have to learn coding for it mm-hmm. so it was at least very simple yeah. um i have since i have since been recommended to try RenPy, which from what i've heard is a lot better so if anyone listening is like oh visual novel builders try RenPy first 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also free. Renpai is free. Uh, Tyranna Builder was $15, which I think it was worth the $15. Uh, it made it, I managed to make a pretty decent game, which I'm very happy it's over. <laughs> like, I got to the end and I was like, so tired of editing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I hear you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm having all these ideas about your game if you want to hear them. And you can take it or leave it. Um, like, what if you did a Kickstarter about it? What if people at a certain tier of the Kickstarter could, like, weigh in on some of the dateable characters? Like, what if there was, like, a really high-value tier, like $1,000 or something ridiculous that's, like, you know, pick a pick a cryptid for the game or something? <laughs> um and then like you know having those pre-orders not only means you get to pay yourself but you also get to pay your writer or writers and any other people that are helping out with the project like um i don't know i've met the queer community they love dating monsters (laughs) like oh i know i know (laughs) it's a big mood and it was something i could just absolutely a market for this (laughs) oh gosh yeah like (laughs) Not even like halfway through the amount of doodle dress ups that we've done so far, we all make jokes about it. We're all like, we could make a dating game with all of these characters. Like, we could do it. Like, totally fun. And now it's not even a joke anymore. Yeah, it's not a joke. I can't oh wait to God. see Krampus in the dating game. <laughs> okay. So, I really, really like Krampus because I did Krampus very closely with the reindeer. And like, Krampus and the reindeer are in a poly relationship, 100%. Mm-hmm. Love them yeah. together. Personal favorite pairing for it. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So, yeah, no, thank you for all the ideas. I am taking that to the group. And, like, as a group, <laughs> we're going to be like, what works? Because, like, I, I am, like, the artist for it. But, like, we, oh, we're trying to figure out, like, who's, I got to figure out who's leading the project. Because right now Who's we're, the like, boss? <laughs> Who's the boss? You need like a Who's project organizing top? everything. <laughs> Who's in charge of like? <laughs> I just, I'm just drawing things for horny people. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So you need a project manager. Um, that's great. Love that for everyone. <laughs> it, it's very much in the beginning stages of like we're talking. We've got a rough pitch, but like everything is just in sketch mode it's an idea mode and yeah. we're not looking at doing anything like super duper concrete for quite a while yeah because like we're gonna we're gonna take our time we're gonna do this right i love that though and at the end you're gonna have a wonderful gorgeous exciting hot like <laughs> piece of media that all the gays are gonna get to interact with and just lose their minds over in the best way yeah we uh I can't confirm anything, but we did talk about making it slightly spicy. So, I shall I mean, not say more. I mean, dating games deserve some spice. That is where the spice belongs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there could be like a romantic mode or like asexual mode or both. Don't, don't give it away. <laughs> hey, you didn't tell me that. That's my idea that I had all by myself. <laughs> well, those are some very exciting projects, Augie. Um, is there anything that we missed about all of these myriad of things we've been talking about from trash can critters to comics to children's books to visual novels to like gender euphoria 
prof like portraits and more disability pet ownership adopting animals any of that did you miss anything you want to make sure you say um i mean i could talk about my failing bones some more but i feel that might get a little depressing uh, i think we covered most things uh look around oh i want to see if you remember this transitioning a rough guide i don't i wish i did Oh, did you? Oh, you might have followed me after. So I, this was technically the first book I ever did. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I may have done some writing in high school, but like, I never like went anywhere with it. Oh, back towards the beginning. Uh, warning, this book contains illustrations depicting various surgeries. No blood shown. Uh this was back when I was 100% doing all of the writing. So that is just my handwriting. It is so bad. Like, I really fine. need to do this at some point. It's definitely um, legible. I can read it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and it was... It covered, like, terminology, different types of surgery. I was so excited to make this because, like everything else, it did start out as, like, a... I was I was trying to do like a very short like maybe like five to six page comic just going over different changes and it ended up being like the Boston book like a Yay. 30 plus page book and it covers like so much is that and on your website for purchasing uh it's the digital version is on the site I think I still have like 30 like actual copies Oh gosh, yeah, which I currently can't do anything with, but I'm, I have them. Yeah, and then I, I had contacted like people from the community and been, and I was like, hey, would you like to be part of this project? I would love to have people from the community like talking in here and like, ex like talking about their experiences and how they feel about transitioning. And oh, it was, my first like big queer project and it is definitely affected the projects that came after that i love it so much it was so much fun but yeah i was like yeah no before stream i was like i should probably grab some of my books in case we talk about it and i was like okay i've got the possum book one possum book two Oh, hey, my transitioning book. I'll grab yeah. that just in case it comes up. And mm -hmm. then, like, I have my chronic pain journal, and I was like... Yeah, tell us about My Bones Hurt. Place. We didn't talk about oh, that one my yet. Bones hurt. I bought it for a friend. I don't have a copy myself, but I did buy it for a friend, and it looks cool. And that could be a way you could talk about your bones if you want. Here we go. Look at so that. It is a rib. So like we've, got, we've got rib cage. Is Do the bones have, like, designs etched into them in the image for those listening? It's, yep. it's almost like tattoos so, on the bones. Yep. And there's a pair of skeletal hands that come on from this side. Only reason on the, you know they're skeletal the is because you get this little bit of bonage Thanks. right here. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're tattooing designs onto, onto the, bones, the bones. That's so cool. Which, chronic pain, bones hurt. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like everything else, I was just practicing a project. I, I was... Uh, at the time, I was doing like a lot of like practice book cover designs. Yeah, 
because like I want to get in I want to do illustrating and character design and like book stuff I love book stuff so I was essentially doing a bunch of small products projects to fill the portfolio a little bit with what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and this just started out as like a really cool like illustration and then I kept working on it and like <laughs> literally everything else i've ever finished it just kept going yeah and now um let's see let me open to a page i haven't filled so i was really annoyed because i kept looking for chronic pain trackers because i need a chronic pain tracker Mm -hmm. and all of them only had like one model or they didn't have the information inputs that i needed and like so many of them do not have skeletons on the figures so i can't draw or circle very specific areas yeah so i made i added that i was like i can do whatever i need yeah it's like how did i sleep what did i eat what did i drink medication activities notes and it's not based on a calendar it is literally today the date in there yep and it's fill out i can fill it out at any time of the day whenever i remember and i can just fill it out with whatever information i need and it's like almost perfect i gotta (laughs) eventually i'm gonna do another one where i uh change it up but it's got input sections for like prior tests and screenings uh diagnosis pages healthcare providers uh additional like contact information i think or eh, is it additional contact anyway it's got like a bunch of pages at the front that are just for like prior information that you need to add or like healthcare provider information that you need to add and so you could like, like take that with you to a doctor's appointment and like use it in the lobby. It's hard. It's hard cover, so you can even write on like put the paper the doctor has on top of it instead of using their clipboard if they're out of clipboards. Like I can literally so go cool. in and be like, "This is what hurts. This yeah. is where it hurts. This is how it feels. Yeah. And this is how long it's been going on. This is what my regular diet usually looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's not a super consistent." Because I'm not super consistent. Right, there was... but it's more than nothing. It's more than no information or trying to remember in the moment when your brain is like, oh God, the doctor's looking at me. I've been waiting two months for this appointment and now I forgot all the words. Heck. I, I brain blank so often whenever people super ask me same. questions. Yeah. And it's just, oh my God. But <laughs> I, there was like a week and a half where I didn't touch the journal at all. And I have learned that I don't want to fill it out if I'm having really bad pain days. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was staying with my dad, it was like during winter. And as much like I love the cold because my sensory issues are at an all time low. Whereas mm-hmm. like when it's hot, I am like sweaty. Everything is too much. I mm-hmm. can't handle it. And I start breaking down and it's not yeah. fun. But on the downside, the heat makes my bones slightly better. But the cold makes my bones so much worse. So I had like a week and a half there where I did not touch the book because I could barely get off the couch to do anything. Yeah. And like the only thing I could do was work on the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I will mention to our listeners that this book is only $10. So I can tell you, I have, sometimes I have fear or something. Fear might, fear might not be the right word. It might actually just be a, le- a lack of self-esteem writing in those kind of journals that it's like all pre-configured because it's like but what if i mess it up like 
but it was so much money, whatever, whatever. And there came a point in my life where I'm like, you can just buy another one later. Like, I don't have to buy one ever. And that's my one shot at getting to have this journaling experience. And that at least has helped me like finally start writing in my books that have those like the workbooks, right? That have the writing fields in them. That you're supposed to be writing in them. But it took me like a decade to get there as a person and feel like I had enough self-worth and value that I could be writing in my own books. What a trip. Yeah, and with the $10 one, that is the one that you can download and you can print as many pages as you need. You can yeah. set up your own like binder system. Like my dad ended up printing off like a bunch of pages to take with him when he went off doing his thing and I was house sitting. So for, for his birthday, I just got him one of these and I was like, there you go. You're going, you, don't, you don't need to print it out. But it is 100% printable and you can print out as many of the specific pages that you need. So if you need more like what's my pain today pages, there you go. If you need more of the healthcare provider pages, there you go. So like you don't have to worry about getting a journal that only has like a limited amount of pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's just one of countless examples of how you're thinking about um, people's like budgets and like what it's like to be poor and need these things, being poor and disabled and the, the cross section of the world is not built for disabled people. So that is more expensive. And also um, when you're disabled, it's hard to get work that pays you well. And so then it's like our needs are high and our income is very low. And so it's like, I don't know, you, you, because you live that experience, you're thinking about it constantly when you're making your offerings. And so they are like, accessibility is really in the forefront of everything you do. And I love that so much about you, Augie. It's like so beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot that I was like, when I was working on the current pain journal, that I was like, okay, so this also works for me, but what can I add just in case other people need something like this? Because like, a lot of the chronic pain trackers, I was like, okay, this has like too much or too little and none of it's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this, this right here works amazing for me. And I know so many people it would also work amazing for. Now let me throw in some bonus stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> just in case, because there's yeah. always going to be somebody that needs a little bit more or a little bit different because it's nothing is ever like a one size fits all when it comes to disability because so many people have the same disability, but different needs. Yeah. Um, okay. Two more questions. Can you share an experience with gender euphoria? I have a very specific experience. And again, I'm going back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> so many fun things happen in high school. Uh, there was like, a field day or something going on and a, I constantly wore my dad's old army jacket so it was this giant oversized jacket because I'm 5'4 my dad's six something <laughs> so I've got this giant army jacket I got my jeans I've got my boots dressed very tomboyish I've got my mohawk down I had a mohawk in high school it was so fun um and there was this group of girls that would come up to me and be like hey, are you a guy or a chick? And I was like, I don't know, find out. And they would go away. <laughs> find out. And then they would come back and they'd be like, what's your name? 
are you a guy or a chick? And I'm like, mm, find out. And I was having a blast with this. I was like, oh my God, I'm yay. I was just emotionally so happy that that was happening. Like they couldn't tell. Yeah. And that was amazing to me. Yeah. Didn't understand it for quite a while yet, but it was like, it's, it was an experience that like really stuck with me. They did eventually figure it out. And I was like, ha And then they left and I was like, sweet. Don't have to like sit with that idea for too much longer with them. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, it was so awesome for like so many people to just be confused because yeah. yeah I looked kind of like a like a girl, but like how most kids look like kind of femme. Mm, so like, yeah, oh, you like young, it, oh, not, it was not like the teeny female. boy kind mm-hmm. of look. It was so nice. Almost wish I could go back to that. Don't don't want to deal with a specific few people though. <laughs> yeah, um, if I could go back, oh, transition so much sooner. And like how lucky are we that we have access to HRT and can do it at all. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, I we didn't really, really grateful. Yeah. Cause I've been off testosterone for like, Oh God, almost a year. Mm-hmm. Something that you, they don't quite tell you is that when you go off testosterone for extended periods of time, it starts going away. Your beard kind of, it's gotten so much scragglier because I was mm. oh God, just yesterday I was like going through old photos because, you know, got to update the Tinder every now and again. And I was like, wow, my beard looks so thick. And then I looked at a new photo and I was like, I can see my chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So an unfortunate side effect of going off of testosterone is that like all of that wonderful beard and body hair, it does start kind of disappearing a little bit. It's not going to be a hundred percent. I did look into it. It doesn't a hundred percent go away. Your body yeah. just produces less of it. Yeah, it's less robust. So if you yeah. had shaved, would it still be fluffy, or would it kind of have fallen out? Uh, I don't know. I I've always kind of had like a patchy beard, so I didn't really notice until I saw the photo. Mm-hmm. And it was just, so I I don't know. Because, like, I've shaved before, and I fully regretted it. So I'm just hoping this, as scraggly as it gets, I don't think I can get rid of it. Because <laughs> I look like a 12-year-old without... Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I take this off, I... No. Mm, it's so bad. Well, and the the beard is one of the favorite parts of this art that you made for me. Like, and mm. it's, like, full, and it connects, and it's, you know... You know, I do wish that more of this would fill in um the the mouth parts but you you know you even got my little mustache which is it's totally there it's just super blonde so it's hard to see um i actually have my beard dye in the other room i just haven't done it <laughs> I'm meaning to i need for like to buy week. more i need to buy more <laughs> beard dye i i let everything go back to this like natural like orangish blonde so now you can barely tell i have a mustache most of the time i'm like i have a mustache yeah it's i totally have there. a full mustache you do but it's so blonde and i'm so yeah. pale it's blends you gotta put more red orange in it huh so it pops out i never dyed it red it comes in red Mm, (laughs) a darker red oh yeah i started it started coming in i was like oh it's so blonde it's gonna stay blonde it'll never be dark 
And then I got to like right here and it was just like, I had a ginger beard. I was like, I had, I had that in me the whole time, mm. the whole time. It's so fascinating. Cause I, I keep dyeing my hair oranges and reds and then this grows in and it's like, finally I have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mustache. Yeah. So I would always like dye it like a dark brown. Mm-hmm. So it did take me a moment to realize it was red. <laughs> like i had to let it fade out and it was like yeah got a little bit of ginger a little love bit that. love that it's funny my right. dad doesn't have- <laughs> my very last question that i have for you what would you like to make sure that folks know about your perspective on gender and on binary or trans issues so if you have a 30 if you have a 30 second soapbox like people haven't watched this whole two and a half hour interview and they just catch this one bit on like socials tomorrow or something what do you want to make sure you say to those people? There's no wrong way to gender. And it is absolutely okay for you to go balls out wild with your presentation. It is always important to like keep in mind safety and other people's safety. So you can't really judge other people for their presentation because you never know what someone else's situation is going to look like. Oh, this is going everywhere. Do what makes you happy. Be yourself. Do all of the things. But keep in mind that not everyone can do all of the things. So hold your judgment to the side and wait and learn. And if you have thoughts like that, where you're like internally judging other people, keep it inside. Just keep it inside. No one needs it. Everyone has that rough patch. Some people have that rough patch like 20 times. Let them have the rough patch. Yeah. Let them have it. (laughs) Because like... (laughs) I, I spent so long thinking, oh, God, I'm doing gender wrong. Oh, no. And it's like, let them have their rough patch. They will get through it. I got through my 20 Hawaiian shirt phase. Some <laughs> people stick with it. It's fine. I still have, like, one Hawaiian shirt. I kept my favorite. I still bring it out on occasion. I'm just more into plaid now. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> sure, I've always plaid. liked plaid. My, my plaid's over there on a hanger. I'm wearing a T-shirt. Today, I but. I pulled out my plaid for the special occasion. I love it. I love it. I was it. like, I need to wear something. Because it was this or a shirt that matches that color. <laughs> and I felt like that too much. I was like, that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, lose, we'll lose the Augie and all the orange, the sea of orange. <laughs> I, will, I would literally just be a floating head. It is almost the exact same color. It is ridiculous. So magnificent. Well, this has been a wonderful, wonderful interview, and I'm sure we could keep going. And um, we're actually 12 minutes past when we would normally end the show on a regular stream day, and we're an hour and 12 minutes past when this show usually ends. So I'm going to wrap us up here. Um, There's Little French Fry once more. Again, if anyone is looking for a little furry, furry friend, French Fry is available for adoption. Absolutely hit me up. <laughs> you can contact Augie via um, mrsgendered.com. There's a contact me page on their website. And um, and this is the moment I realize your pronouns have been half correct on stream the whole time. It's he, they, <laughs> not they, them. I'm sorry. That's fine. Run <laughs> that round. It does say Augie, he, they on the little Zoom, tiny, like people can't even see that. But um but it's he they y'all. I'm sorry. I got it. I mean, yeah, they them is absolutely acceptable. Yeah, but you know, sometimes the the mixture of genders is fun. Um, all right. I'm gonna do the guest the guest 
blah, blah. So um, Augie is a Texas-based comic artist whose content focuses on queer and disability topics. The biggest project of 2022, it dives into children's illustration. You can see more of their work and his work on mrsgender.com, M-R-S-G-E-N-D-E-R-E-D.com. You can also drop follows for Mrs. Underscore Gendered on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. And if any of you would like to donate directly to the Rollator that Augie is crowdfunding, um, check out Augie's Throne, which is linked in the chat. It'll be in the description, and it's also linked on Augie's Twitch page. So if you are in any of those places, you can find the Rollator. Um, at the start of the show, we were a third of the way there. I might go see if anything happened during the show. Who knows? Um, you can also, of course, commission Augie for artwork. I highly recommend getting a new profile picture at the very least from Augie. You will get some wonderful gender euphoria. Um, and so we do have we do have our clutter query. Would you like to read this question to the chat? I'll put it in our chat so you can read it. Um, our clutter query for the week. Why do queer and trans folks relate so strongly to trash animals like possums and raccoons? Because they're awesome. So there's your clutter query, everyone. Um, you can answer those questions. We're going to post it on socials in a couple hours. Um, it'll be on the YouTube page in the community section, too, if you want to comment there. Um, we'd love to hear from you and have these conversations keep going. Um, next week's guest might be this person, but might be some other person. Let me triple check. Um, yes, it is. Okay, next week's guest is Laser, who uses he, him pronouns. We're discussing trans music. Ooh. Um, so in terms of community events, I will briefly let you all know that uh, we do have a mutual aid event coming up for Atlas O Phoenix, my co-host of this show on March 12th. Um, if you would like to learn more, there's a YouTube video that I published. I have not gotten the energy together to do the social media post about it yet on my socials, but there, that'll be going out in the next probably 48 hours. But uh, if me just saying Atlas needs money is enough for you, there's the Pally.gg tip link right there, pally.gg forward slash tip forward slash gender federation. Um, the, short, the short version of the story is Atlas is in a pretty violent homes, homing, home situation um, with all the neighbors and the chaos and has been in the same place for 15 years and needs to get out um, to be well. Um, there's an eight and a half long video that I spent Oh my God, so many hours this weekend editing with my wonderful son. And um, it's on the Gender Federation YouTube channel. If you want to go watch it, Atlas explains the whole situation and the opportunity that they have to get into better housing. Um, but if you have some cash to spare, um, we are crowdfunding $3,500 on Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. And if you're hearing this after the fact, there should be a GoFundMe floating around once the, the live stream event ends. It's going to be a 25-hour stream. And it'll be a raid train. So the the channel it's on is, if I get enough streamers signed up, the channel it's on is going to change every hour for 25 hours. So the Gender Federation Twitch channel will have um, the the schedule on. So the, the, the Gender Federation Twitch channel will be live with the schedule. And that's the whole point is to tell you who's live when. Maybe I'll have music going or something. But um, so you all can go. Uh, check that anytime you want to pop into those events. We're going to be showing not only that eight and a half minute video, we're also going to be showing Ordinary, which is Atlas's short documentary film. Um, it's an 11 minute film every hour. And each different streamer is going to be chatting with their community about um, 
mutual aid and why it's important. So um, if you're interested in being one of those streamers, please contact me. I need to find 25. And so far I have about four. So there's a lot, there's a lot to get done in the next seven days. Jennifer would like to thank our guests for being on this podcast. If you'd like to catch us live, join us on Mondays at twitch.tv forward slash gendermaster. Show notes will appear in the edited version of the show on Fridays on both YouTube and podcasting platforms. If you have a question you would like the host to answer or are gender diverse and would like to request an interview, please send an email to genderfulpodcast at gmail.com or sign up via the website at genderfulpodcast.com. As a gender-diverse community, The Clatter wants to assure our listeners that we are prepared to moderate our spaces. We will get positive and negative feedback on these shows and topics, and we have a moderation team on our channels, socials, and Discord server ready to deal with this. Please join our Discord server at discord.gg forward slash meowster to meet the community and get a regular digest of solidarity resources. You can also support us with subscriptions on Patreon, following and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform are engaging with our posts and content on social media at genderfulpod and at gendermeowster. You can take a few moments to also rate the show. We will post any five-star reviews on our socials, so get creative. Mention a special interest of your own, a project you're working on, or even say hi to your comfort person in your review. What power? This show is made possible by volunteers, tips, and subscriptions. Shout out to the folks helping us coordinate guests, edit the podcast, moderate the live chat, and post on our socials. Artist credit for Jennifer. Jennifer's theme song is called Hope by Free Range Megs, aka Soma. The Gender Master logo was designed by That's Barnaby and edited with consent by Transgriffin. Jennifer's pre-show is wrangled by Juice Tex. Genderful is edited and mixed by Trans Griffin and Alexis Fandom. Genderful's social media is managed by Queer to Help. Genderful is hosted by Atlas O Phoenix and Gender Meowster. Genderful is the intellectual property of Gender Meowster. All rights reserved. Trans, Trans rights, rights are human, human rights. rights. That's, That's right. right.